1: Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's road trip, the RV is picking up Mila Yoli in Miami, Florida. Originally from Guinea Bissau, Mila is a psychotherapist, entrepreneur, the founder of Presentiology, and also a brand and image strategist. So, Mila, you are super welcome to the RV.
0: Thank you, Lucia. It's such a pleasure to join you here today um, and and to be part of your show and your community. I'm, I'm so excited to get chatting with you.
1: Me too. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> you know, the main character of my latest book is also Mila. And I think it is a strong name. Is it a common name in Guinea-Bissau?
0: no it is not and in fact it is uh the actual name is miladis i chop it up a bit because everyone's always called me mila my whole life um but especially because after moving to the us my name is always murdered and i thought that mila would be easier uh for people so i just kept with it um but no it is not it's actually my grandmother's middle name my cuban grandmother's middle name
1: ah so you have also cuban
0: yes i'm a bit of a of a mutt my my mother's cuban my dad's african and, and even within their families there's lots of mixture so i'm a citizen of the world i'd like to say it's a
1: beautiful combination yeah many nationalities like
0: yes yes many many cultures and and, and we like that in, in my family a, a bit of a melting pot
1: Mm-hmm. It is the first time I interview a guest from Guinea-Bissau. So how long have you lived in the U.S.?
0: I moved here uh, I about 20 years now, a little over. I know I was 12 when I moved here. So yeah, it, for me, this is now, it's, it's really what I think of home. And it's where I've lived the longest at this point.
1: And what were some lifestyle differences after... Moving oh,
0: I, I lived in obviously Guinea-Bissau until I was 10, but then I also lived with my grandmother in Cuba for two years prior to moving here. So I got to do a little bit of, of uh, tasting as far as actually living <laughs> in different places. Mm-hmm. And, um, The differences, hmm, Guinea-Bissau was very, very, at least when we lived there. Just everything I remember, like the nature, and just one particular memory I have is looking up to the sun, and it it looks very different than what I've ever experienced. uh, Again, I've never got to experience that again. Um, It just feels like it was bigger and and rounder and and brighter, Um, and just more of the sense of nature. Not that we don't have this here, but that's that. Those are the memories that really stand out um, for me. But I'd say between my time in Cuba and here, there was a lot more cultural life. That's something that you know, lack there a bit. So um, those are like the bigger points, right? That I would say are like stand out as differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a beautiful childhood and beautiful memories. And and I would say again, it sounds funny, but the sun, maybe that's why I like yellow so much. The the sun is like a big thing that I remember that that is just different than what I see here.
1: Yeah, I was checking the landscape is so beautiful. There are many mountains, national parks and yes this sun I think it's it's (laughs) you're you were dressing yellow now so I understand
0: (laughs) now yeah I love yellow maybe that's why I never thought of that before
1: yes and Mila out of curiosity if you could interview anyone living or dead who would it be and why
0: um, I would have to say it would be Amy Cuddy. I don't know if you're familiar with her. The, she's a social psychologist and she is one of my, my heroes. I absolutely, I find her so inspirational. Um, she is a young woman, well, not anymore. She is you know, a wonderfully uh, looking lady, but at this point she is an older lady. But in her youth, um, she was 19 and she got into an, a car accident, I believe, in college. And she, she had many things, and I'm sure with your background you can understand and relate to on a personal level. She had to recover from so many injuries. She had so many different therapies that she had to have, including cognitive. Um, and she was, as I understand it, a very bright, very high IQ person. And she was told that maybe college was no longer going to be a possibility for her because of the, she went, her IQ score dropped uh, 30 points and so um i think i read an interview of her somewhere uh once where she her first um where next semester whatever her first semester back was she had some sort of work or presentation and she didn't do great as she was used to doing in school and she just said that's it i'm just going to drop i'm going to leave this and the professor said no you're going to go back you're going to write it again take your time as many times as needed but you're going to get it done and she said why do you care so much and then the lady was like because i i was one of the people in the committee that voted for you to 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 get in and i believe in you right and it took her just to make the story short it took her eight years instead of four to finish her undergrad from someone that was just so bright that didn't really probably have to study much to someone that now had to do double the work and she took double the time, but she made it. And not only did she make it, but then she went on to grad school into Princeton, right? One of the top universities, Um, and she did it in in the five years that it normally takes. And she today is a, you know, she's a leading voice in, in psychology and social psychology. Um, and so I admire her so much, not only for her, the work that she's actually done, but her story is just so inspiring. You know, I really am a firm believer of it's not being the best necessarily or recreating the wheel, but just persevering and knowing inside of you your truth. Like you said, um, when we first chatted, that was so beautiful that, you know, you're you're doing what you're called to do and just finding that within you and and persevering. And, and her story embodies all those things that I admire so much
1: wow she's very inspiring and a good example for our generation for the new generation for the girls and I think I would love to interview Maya Angelou Ah,
0: yes yes I agree with that one as well So Mila,
1: you you have been helping women to discover their magic factor and creating their own brand. So what is this story behind this fabulous work?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, it was about, I I think over, a little over a decade ago, um, I was still in grad school. This is when it began. I just didn't know it yet at the time. Um, I was still in grad school, and I had my a, a job as well. And there was this one coworker that I thought, you know, this happened several times, where it, you could tell she just wasn't very appreciated at work. Almost like anything, she, there wasn't high expectations for far. is what I'm trying to say. Um, and I never knew why because she had a, a degree like the rest of us, and she actually had she had she was in an inferior position that she, what she could have had because she had been a supervisor and and manager. Um, But it was just the way she presented herself. And I would often get a little like irritated for her and be like, oh, she needs to just express things differently, or or like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. And this one time stands in my memory because I just saw her being complimented in such a wonderful way. I said, oh, wow, what did you do? What was this project? And when she told me it was something so small that any person with a college degree that's gone through should be able to do, you know, it was like something like putting together an Excel sheet. So i was i said wow like this for me took the cake i never forgot it's been over a decade and i remember exactly i have a visual of this event um and i said at the time she didn't know it um but i said i'm going to make her she's going to be my project i'm going to help her without you know she she may not know yet but i'm going to start to help her um and and we worked together for a long time We you know we're also really good friends um but there was like that she was my first person that i said oh no like we need to really work to to reflect all this wonderfulness that you have because not only is she capable but she is just such a wonderful human being a wonderful anyone that is if you get to call yourself her friend and you are blessed to just to have her in your life because she's just a wonderful human um and and from there talking i said well actually i see that she doesn't even know some of these things that i see so clearly so maybe we have to start with her realizing what i see right because to me it's so obvious and i don't understand how she can't see it herself and i said this is the the first step um and so and so on and so forth so it was with her and a few other people um but then at one point i i always dreamt of being a psychologist this was my my dream and and i and Psychology runs in my veins is my way of thinking my way of being but I also am I have other talents and other skills and I felt like This after I finally got there. I said, well, this is not exactly, you know, being a mental health counselor is not really doing all of the things I thought Um, I didn't care for the restrictions that it's a profession that is highly regulated and there's so many things that you can do Understandable, but that left a hole for me, right? I wanted to do more be more hands-on and so I started to, to think about what could I do that, I thought back of this friend that I had helped and I said, okay, and all the other people from her. And I said, okay, well, what would I call it? And I thought I was being new. I said, well, is there a thing called image consulting? <laughs> and of course it exists. And I Googled, I said, oh yes, it, it exists. I'm not, I didn't come up with anything new, but I started to make my own list. What would I want people to teach? What do I need to highlight that they're not, so I can give them these tools beyond just basic, you know, like therapy and so on, but what else can I do? Um, and as I started to interact with, you know, go go out there and network, I started to meet more you know, women in business and they would really tell me, well, I don't know how to what to say about what I do. And I see your, you know, you know how to do that. Could you help me? I don't know how to maybe speak in public. This was the most common things. Hmm. And I said, OK, well, let's let's chat. And as we got talking, I said, oh, well, again, it's not that they don't know how to express this. They don't have a clear idea yet. And if you don't have a clear idea, then how can you talk about it? Right. So then that got me a little bit more into the world of branding as we delve deeper. And then Mila went back to also studying and getting a million other things just to to do this. But this was made in a nutshell my story. And I realized that even though I started with what I thought was going to be image, the part that I enjoy the most is really building those those business brands. Right. And then image as it relates to representing yourself as your yeah. as your yeah, as your own ambassador for your for your brand.
1: And then with like this, that prison sociology started. What does exactly <laughs> prison sociology mean? Am I speaking correct?
0: Yes, 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 yes. So this was, and that's a very good point. That was my inspiration behind understanding that I wanted to work with women, and I wanted to help them express themselves. And and I guess no matter what, they're all. It's about communicating yourself to the world right and then in the story i told you i discovered i, I particularly loved helping women start starting their own businesses and then changing things and saying i want more i want to switch and reinvent myself like i had um and so in presenceology what we do is brand and image um strategy is what we offer so through consulting or through courses right so we're actually getting ready to launch our first course in the fall but essentially that's what we do we work and we partner one-on-one with these women and I am very proud of the fact and I love doing this with women are really, really early in the stages. So usually when people are doing coaching, they have some sort of idea already. I like and this is where I get to still use my psychology background in really in a stage where you don't have any idea and all you would say is like, I don't know, that's where I love to come in. And that first part of our work is very therapeutic, very intimate. And I warn everyone it's not going to feel like you're talking to a business coach because that's not what you're doing at that point. And it's just an exploratory phase where we get to understand what makes you different, what do you enjoy, how would, let's dream what you would want your new life and reality to be. And I know you can definitely appreciate that from your background. Um, and then that's where we get started and shaping that. And then once we have that. How do we create your first offers and how do we translate that into a brand that connects with your audience? And you know, how are you different from everyone else that's doing something similar? And then finally, all the tools that you need so you can now go out there with confidence and be able to talk and represent, you know, your your company okay. in the way that you
1: yeah. I love this idea that you had. Like it's not only a matter of how you dress or it, it's it's all about how you present yourself not even externally but internally is that correct
0: absolutely it's about um living intentionally i like to say absolutely because for instance for us and in our tagline actually it's about write your future develop your presence so you can write your future because ultimately even though again i discovered i love helping women in business but my goal is to help women to live in their to set their own terms in life and live the life that they want to as they define it like right? live in their own power have more independence that is what which again you shared is your mission as well which another reason i'm so honored to be here sharing this with you today um but absolutely that is the ultimate goal so it's about living in an intentional way so that everything you're doing is bu- bringing you closer to what makes you joyous and fulfilled in life i think so often we fall into these, you know, routines are what we should and society says we have to do, or have already done this, I might as well stick to it. And we end up, you know, losing decades over life. Um, and my goal is to help more people live in joy. And that is the purpose. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menard's. Find your style with Patriot lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home.
1: Yeah. And, you know, women are great for business, let's say. But do you think, Mila, that we are still getting pushed out? Pushed out? Yes. Men are prioritized. You know, it was always like this. But I have the impression that things are somehow changing. But I don't know. What is your opinion about it?
0: I agree with that, and I think statistically I've been reading some um, I don't know what articles I read but that definitely there's there's so many there's like a huge wave of of women entrepreneurs, you know and and we're doing great. uh, Which is wonderful to see, Um, but yes, I obviously traditionally it's been a man's world right, Um, but I do I do agree with you and that that's changing. Uh, And that's another reason why I particularly like to help women, because when we when I think when I was starting and and looking around and what I wanted to do not only are. Not going to say that I didn't find mentors that were women, because I did, and my mentors have been women, um, but we also have a very different way of going about things, so I know let's say I joined a few organizations that or or there was one organization particularly I tried to see if I would you know to network and it just felt very masculine um a very traditional way of doing things and um and this just did not it it felt I was making myself go there and eventually said I'm not doing this because it's just not for me um is we have a whole different way of connecting which is also or what I think is this the strength that we're bringing and more and more Uh, companies, even because we're talking about creative entrepreneurs, which is what I normally see. But even in the larger scale in the corporate, they're seeing a lot more of the the value that there is to have a diverse team with women at all levels, because what we bring to the table is different, right? We are different genders and our brains are slightly different. Uh, Our priorities are slightly different. So I think we're all the more richer and wealthier when we can bring both perspectives, right? Because they're still both relevant. Um, But I definitely think we have a unique touch, a unique thing, perspectives that we bring to to business and how we do things.
1: Yes, I agree 100%. And Mila, first impressions, open and close doors of opportunities, as we know. In your opinion, why should we care about the first impression the first minutes of engagement with our clients?
0: Oh, first impressions with anybody. Well, it's not even the first minutes, it's the first seconds. It's such a short period of time. Um, and it goes back to why I also started my company because people, I think um, there's just so many, we know this, I think we all know this and we know the research, what it says. But at the same time, um, we, we say, well, it's not that, is it really that important? Well, my work speaks for itself. My work is great and people know it. What I like to say is, if which is very true, if you are representing your company and you have this great idea, but you're putting me off, I may not even get to discover, to talk to you, to discover the brilliance of what you have to bring. So. It's not that you know the exterior is the only important thing, but it is the first thing that we and we all see this because we like to think or we like to forget that we're but we're all animals, right? We all read body language, babies, and we never stop doing that. We just that's that's an unconscious unconscious thing that we do. So we make determinations about how the person, how intelligent they are, how capable they are, if they're worthy of our time every time we see someone, and it's not just the way you dressed at all. It's your body language, but your attire is part of it, but it's your body language is very important, right? What it's doing, um, the signals that it's sending. And in those few seconds, a person decides whether they're really excited to learn more about you, even though they don't, and nothing or whether or not they're, uh, I'm not sure. And you could be saying all the right words. In Mm -hmm. fact, I'd love to share a a good study that maybe your audience may have found uh, very valuable. And they did this study for People that were interviewing for jobs and they did the same group of people with two different um if i'm getting it correct let me see um i believe so with two different panels and the first one yes two different panels they, they needed to in the first group they came in and did like a really brief um, maybe they did the interview the like brief interview and the second they went in and they went right out they, they didn't get to speak the results were the same so most of, a lot of times you say, oh, well, I have all this ready to say. But again, if you don't know how to engage someone or really um, make them feel that what you're saying is genuine or that you're, you know, you transmit your passion or excitement for what you're saying, most of it, because we can all sit there and, and craft a really beautiful message, right? But trust is conveyed through other elements and that that is, body language is so powerful. I would say that's the most important thing in first impression and is absolutely important for everybody in every aspect of life. and conveying your message authentically to others
1: it is oh mila you are such an inspiration oh
0: thank you well my my hope is to is to get others to um to further this Our, our goal is that by next year we may have impacted through what we're doing at least 500 women um so being here is part of that of that goal as well you know any client that we help any person that we talk to and who they talk to helps us to get closer to that
1: it's a good goal and we have many women listening to us right oh. now and I'm sure they are going to check you actually I was taking your website and I have to tell you that I love your outfits
0: thank you thank you so much that's one of the things i get to have a little bit of fun with my business since you know dressing is part of it in one of my programs specifically so i, I get to this is one of the things i got to incorporate right uh that for instance if i was working with uh children i would maybe not get to do so much fun uh, with my outfits right mm-hmm. and i may be more concerned about not intimidating or being too much but i get to, to explore more of that creative side um through my work at presenceology
1: Mm-hmm. I love the colors you are wearing a uh, red outfit oh my gosh so <laughs>
0: Eva. thank you yeah. thank you yes. those are fun their shoots are fun and that's that's also part of what we like to create for our for our clients that they feel when we do uh, as part of one of our of our programs your magnetic image. They also get like their, their their fun diva photo shoots, like you said, and and they usually that's one of the comments I get that it was so fun. They felt like a like a princess, like they were in a magazine, and and it's just that's part of it. Things that we don't usually explore or do during our normal you know nine to five or, or daily lives to be able to get some aspects of your personality that are fun and creative into this new brand you're creating and sharing it with the world. And a photo shoot is a wonderful way to do that.
1: Yeah. So, Mila, also, I read about the four pillars of a presence-driven brand. Can you share it with our listeners?
0: Yes, absolutely. So, in working with um, the women entrepreneurs that I've uh, had the honor to help in building their brands, um, we created our own framework of what we think really helps them to stand out because our programs are to help you not only get started, but to stand out from a crowded space right by owning those things that make you unique. And so, initially, like I shared a lot of these um, individuals are coming from a, a place of I have a mission they're usually very purpose driven they they want to impact the world in, a, in some way. Um, but they may not know exactly how so our first pillar is helping you to craft. That compelling offer—not just an offer, but something that is compelling—that when your ideal intended audience hears, it's a no-brainer. They, this is for them. They're like, "Oh, this! I've been looking for this person or for that answer." Um, and then from there, we work on developing your, once you actually have a, a product, then we can get to the actual branding part of things, which usually sometimes it takes a while, when you don't have that created yet, right, of course. Um, so at this point, we're working to develop that messaging, the story, the all the parts are communicating your passion, your intention, you know, your offer to the world, to your audience, right? Um, and then finally, we work on, creating your client attraction plan, which is more specifically, how do you find them and how do you magnetize them, right? And all of the things also with ease. That's a big part of what I do as well. If you you align things to yourself, to your purpose, to your ultimate vision, they should come with ease. It shouldn't be something that you're having to hustle or constantly uh, be in pitch mode. Things should flow if you have these things on. Your offer is, is really compelling. Your brand messaging is well aligned to to you and to your audience. And also, you have a plan for how to reach this audience, right? What's the best way to reach them? Um, And finally, how do you represent your personal presence, right? How do you represent your business through your personal presence, as we've been discussing? So we've seen that when all of these four things are aligned to, again, your purpose and vision, but also to your audience. We find that nice medium through all of these four pillars and you have, it's, you're in a much better place to stand out in your, in your market.
1: So you teach it in your course as well?
0: Yes, yes. This is our, our signature program. And we're, we're trying to create our, our first program to go online this fall to address at least one of these pillars, which I think is the most vital one um, when you're starting in that's putting together your offer. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times I see people excited about starting a brand, and they usually come to me, and I and when we start talking, like again, the the logos and and business card represent something, but we don't have the something yet. So let's work on that first, and then you can invest time and money into something that's representing you,
1: building your website, your business card, your presence, online presence. It's very
0: with intention, and with meaning, because they're all communication tools. And I think we get so, you know, distracted by all of the, you know, we, there's so much online, right? And we're like, oh, my, they say we have to do this and we have to do that and and I have, but it's first just remembering that they're all tools to communicate something. So you need to know what that something is and who exactly you're communicating to and what they would, how they would prefer to communicate with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with you. There are so many information that we, sometimes we don't even know how to start. Yeah.
0: Sometimes- absolutely, absolutely, um, and and I can relate to that as an as an introvert. Like we discussed earlier, not only do I not, I really don't like to be in any sort of limelight, and social media is one of those. Even on my on a as a on a personal level, it is not something that you you will find me hanging out <laughs> on social media. It is something I am. Trying to change for my audience, it's one of those things that, for me, to connect more with my audience and in reach and meet the goals that I share with the earlier, of reaching you know impacting five hundred women within this year. Then I'm I'm having to put myself more out there, um, so I can understand for the clients I get that are like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't I don't really like it, and I'm like I, I get it, and and there there is a way to find what's what's right for you. Mm-hmm.
1: And Mila, what are your Goals and aspirations besides having these 500 women?
0: Yes, just to be able to reach. And if I reach someone, you know, through your podcast or whoever I reach your podcast that feels inspired to go after their dreams and say, I'm going to go and maybe they're entrepreneurs and say, I'm going to get get started. I'm not going to be afraid anymore. Then they, they already count towards my goal and, and I've and I will feel excited that I've had that impact today. Um, so beyond that, our goal is always and it's going to be very similar to what I just said, our, our goal is really to since I was little, this has been my purpose and I knew that it's, it was my purpose. You know it's changed slightly how, but I've always wanted to help people to live in fulfillment. So it's things I've discussed before, but that is my ultimate goal and um, what we're doing at presenceology and what I do you know as a person. It's what you'll see me doing on my downtime or at um, at work. Right, inspiring and motivating people to be there themselves, to have confidence in themselves and to find whatever it is that brings them joy and to find that for themselves. Um, So that is the ultimate uh, goal. And currently we are, as I said, launching a program in the fall. So that is a more concrete goal that's helping us towards that um, larger vision of impacting um, women to go after their dreams. Um, and so, yeah, we're working on launching that program, and it will be about crafting your first offer, as I shared earlier, and helping them to get out of their own way, because so often what I find is, you know, they're when we're first in that phase of reinvention, it's a very vulnerable and delicate place to be in, especially when you already are, and I know you can speak to this, uh, mm-hmm. a professional that's been successful in your field, you're doing well, you've had the years, but suddenly something's pulling at your heart, and you're saying, I, I, I need to do more, I need to add something else. Um, But there's the that that little voice that says, Oh, my gosh, starting again, or who will, where's my credibility coming from? Or how do some people's thing is so creative that it doesn't even exist. It doesn't have a name, per se, like, Oh, my goodness, how do I even express this? How will I create this? Um, And so it's to really reach those women that are in that phase and helping them to get out of their own heads and I like to say into the world um, with this special thing that they have that is meant to be shared. And there's someone out there waiting for that to be created. Um, and, and that's the that's a, a way to get us closer to that goal, uh, that vision again. Um, so the, the program will be to help them to understand where they are in their journey, um, not only in their journey, but once they understand what their special factor is, which will help them to define in their course, creating something that is completely aligned and joyful for them to to do every day as you've discovered your own um, something that doesn't feel like work that hopefully feels like you're having fun every day um, but it's also creating an impact that's so often my my clients desire to make they're usually people that are leaving their their steady jobs their their professional world that is doing their, where they're thriving to do something that is changing the world in a positive way they've seen something that's not so happy or not so positive and they said, I want to do something today to change that. And hopefully this is a tool that empowers women, you know, of what steps to take so that before you leave this nine to five, you have a very clear idea of what you can bring, how you can go about your thing that you want to change in a unique way that feels organic for you, that is impactful, um, and that you've considered all the right steps and know that you have something that is truly a compelling offer something that this audience is really ready and, and excited to receive before you make that leap.
1: I love it. And I will be spreading the word about this program. Is this aligned Brand bl- Blueprint?
0: No. So the program isn't ready yet. It will be launching it, but it will be something. Yes. So right. the aligned Brand Blueprint is your first step towards that program. Okay. Right. It's okay. the first okay. way to get, yes. So we wanted to create something. So we created our, uh, a free guide, um, which is, as I said, to help them to get out of their heads and start dreaming and planning and getting an idea of where they are. So if they, if, um, if you, they like the guide, they enjoy it, then they may want to stay tuned for, for the course. But we created it to be the beginning, a step for you to get started while we're finishing putting this course together, uh, and, and which will be ready in, in the fall.
1: Okay, so please let us know how to find you. How can we find you? Find your course. All your contacts. Where can we find you online, Mila?
0: Well, you can definitely find us at uh presenceology.com and it's presence o l o g y.com. I know it's a, it's a bit of a, t- a tongue twister sometimes that it's presenceology.com. Or um, you can also find us on Instagram at Presenceology.
1: Please check her website. It's just fabulous. Mila is going to inspire you all. So Mila, it was such a pleasure to have you here. And I'm planning to go to Miami this fall. So maybe we can have a coffee together.
0: Wonderful. I love that, Lucia. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a delightful chat.